exclusive and online with Catherine and Daniel. Wait, I'm Kate. Hey, man, I'm Dan. While our full names are Catherine and Daniel, we don't really go by those names in our everyday life. That's right. We're back on the topic of names this episode, but we'll be taking a slightly different approach than we did in our name pronunciation episode. There are many reasons why someone might go by a name other than their legal name, and today we'll be addressing some of those cases. And depending on what somebody calls me, it reflects the point in my life when they met me. My family and hometown friends call me Danny. My college friends call me by my last name, Arnold, or by a combo of my first and last names, Darnold. And post-college colleagues usually call me Dan. I answer to all of these names, but I most closely identify with the shortened version of Dan nowadays. I've had a very similar experience myself. Oh, do tell, Kate. As a child, my family gave me the nickname Katie, but by the time middle school rolled around, I chose to start going by Kate. (laughs) There are a few people from my past who will call me Katie, but it's not really a name that I identify with presently. I think it's interesting that so many of us have had some sort of experience with deciding what we want to be called, although for some of us, that's more of a struggle. My preferred name is only a slight variation from my legal name, but that's not always the case for a trans student who goes by a chosen name. We're going to hear from two people who use names other than their legal name to hear about their experiences going by a chosen or preferred name. To start, let's discuss terms. In this episode, we're going to be differentiating between three terms, legal name, chosen name, and preferred name. Kate, do you care to elaborate uh, briefly on what each of those terms mean? I'm glad you asked. When we reference legal name, we mean the official name in legal documents. This would be the name that someone has on their birth certificate, driver's license, or other government records. It's often the name that someone was given at birth, but not always. Chosen name and preferred name are sometimes used interchangeably, but in our case, we will be differentiating between the two. When we refer to a preferred name, we will be referring to a name such as a nickname, something that can sometimes a shortened version of the legal name, for example. Right. We both go by preferred names, and I've seen preferred names used by international students who still identify with their legal name, but go by a preferred name that's more Americanized. Exactly. A chosen name, on the other hand, we see as more integral to one's identity. For example, a transgender person might choose to go by a name different than their name given at birth. Sometimes a person's legal name can feel misaligned with their gender identity. A trans person who has chosen to go by a name other than their legal name might experience discomfort or even gender dysphoria when referred to by their legal name. You might also hear a trans person refer to a legal name as a dead name. We recently spoke to one of our former colleagues who was an international student during her time at OU. Let's hear what Mercy had to say. Hi, Mercy. It's good to chat with you. Um, Can you start by just telling us a little bit about your journey and what you're up to these days? Hi. um, Okay. I'm Mercy. My journey these days is just, let's just say I just go wherever I feel like for me because I work from home and it, my job doesn't require us to stay in town or work or come to the office. So I just like go wherever I have Wi-Fi or take my laptop with me and just work from there and just turn it in when I'm done. So I'll say I just, I just wake up and see how the day feels like and just go from there. So that's my journey for now. I don't think that's uncommon. I mean, I sometimes do a lot of the 
the same things. So you were uh, a former graduate assistant in our office, and we got to know you pretty well then. But for our listeners, tell them where you're from and what brought you to the U.S. to pursue your education. All right. Okay. I'm from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. And I actually came to the U.S. for basketball. So I got a basketball scholarship to play in a school in Oklahoma. It's kind of like a junior college. So I went to a junior college in Oklahoma and I played for two years. Then I transferred to Oakland and played in Oakland for four, almost four years. So it was actually basketball that made it possible, but I actually wanted to get the degree too. So I came here for basketball and then I got my degrees here because of basketball. So I'll put it like that for me. Awesome. And um, I know you go by a more Americanized name, but can you tell us um, what your legal name is, how to pronounce it? Okay, so here's the thing. My name is Onyinye Mercy Aguaniru. So Onyinye, we pronounce by Onyinye. It's my first name. Mercy is my middle name. And Aguaniru is my last name. So Onyinye is actually the name everyone calls me in Nigeria. No one even knows my middle name, it's Mercy. So they just call me Onyinye. And so I came to America and the first, the first day I wanted to go with Onyinye because that's what everyone calls me. But it's just, they never quite got it right. Yeah. No one ever got it right because that, and that's just kind of like pisses me off because the way they say it, it kind of takes the meaning from the name. And when it takes the meaning away from the name, then it's not my name anymore. So I was like, okay, well, just call me Mercy. That's my name too. And even if no one calls me that in Nigeria or back home or even in my house, I'll just go with that. And that was so much easier for everybody. And then just like that, I became Mercy in America. <laughs> and the only people that calls me by my first name are like my closest friends that knew me from Nigeria or the ones that are Africans and actually my tribe because it's not just Americans that say it wrong. The people that are not from my tribe, even in Nigeria, say it wrong too. So that was why I decided to go with Mercy and I just stopped. And now I'm Mercy and no one just calls me anymore but that's it for me now that's interesting i mean i know we've talked about this a little bit uh, in the past and the the pronunciation and it just doesn't have the same meaning i uh, when i was in college i worked with a, a group of people from thailand who all went by americanized names and for many of the same reasons it was easier for everybody else mm-hmm. and you know, I, I guess what i'm getting at here is do you think that you know using Mercy, you're, you're, you choose to go by Mercy. Using that chosen name has affected your sense of belonging at all? Do you mean, do you feel differently if you would have used your legal name? No, I don't. Because to me, it's, they're both my name. It's not like um, something I just made up to go with. But it's just, it's kind of like giving me this, um, how do I put this? It's just kind of like letting me know that I'm in a I'm in a different in a different country. And 
it's just because I have like a, I adapt quickly to new places. So um, it's just kind of like reminding me that, hey, you're in a different place and you just need to adapt to that. Unless you want people to continue saying your name wrong, which I don't. So first of all, I never wanted them to say it wrong. So if you can't say it, don't say it. I know everyone always wanted to try it and try to like attempt to say, okay. And I keep telling, it's kind of like every time I tell them the right way, they try so much to say it the right way, but it just doesn't click. And I'm like, okay, just forget about it. Don't even try it, don't say it. So I, I don't think for me, it, it affected me that way. I don't, I don't mind it but because it's my name because I know lots of people that didn't have an English name for a middle name. And they had to like come up with some names that Americans can pronounce. So for me, it's just, okay, let's just say this is a different, different uh, kind of like a, I wouldn't say life, but I would say kind of like an experience. You have like the first part of your life going by Onine, which is still your name because I talk to my family and friends on the phone and they still call me that. So it's just when I talk to Americans, yeah, or some get meet like new friends. And I try to like tell them my full name because I always go with my full name, like when you mercy, I want you. And then I'm like, oh, and then they try to say when you I'm like, just call me mercy. I'll, I'll answer to that. So I always say that. So for me, I don't mind it because it's still my name. So it's fine. Do you think it would have made a difference for you um, in terms of like that sense of belonging if you had been a position in a position where you kind of had to come up with something like if you hadn't had Mercy as your middle name already? Yes, definitely. Because some people that, that didn't know me thought I made it up. There was this friend, uh, the one I'm living with right now, my friend. We kind of like played for the same team in Nigeria. We were friends in Nigeria and then we met up here in America. She also came here for basketball scholarship. So she didn't even know my middle name was Mercy. So we were just talking and then someone called me Mercy and she was like, who's that? And then she started asking me like, so you just made up some names? I don't even understand. Why would you make up some names? Why would you just use your, your real name? And I started explaining to her, like, okay, hold on, that's my name. Because she started saying stuff like, things like, um, okay, you're just kind of like betraying your motherland or something like that. You just made some names. She said like, um, okay, that's sad. How can you just make up some name and go with that instead of using that? Like, you should make them, you should try to like, make them understand your name and see your name the right way. And I'm like, it's not like I didn't try. I did try, but it never works out. And I'm not like everybody else that don't mind when they don't say their name right. I mind. So I, instead of you not saying it right, just don't even bother saying it. Because sometimes some people say, okay, what's the meaning of that? And then I tell them the meaning of my name. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because if you say it your way, then the meaning that I'm thinking about and my mom had in mind when she gave me the name is lost. So I don't want you to say it. So let's just go with message. She said, oh, your name is Mercy. Oh, I didn't know that. But still, though, and I know still, that's just what it is. Let's leave it like that. Because you you will want to talk. You have a first, her first name is English. And I know you have a first English name. So now you can actually say that. Say you go with your middle name, which is not English. Try and tell them that is your first name and see how they say. It. And then she's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. So I think 
what I'm trying to say is I would definitely feel bad if I made a name up, which I wouldn't actually do. I wouldn't make any name up just to make it easier for that. If I didn't have a middle name, I guess I'll have to deal with it because in our house, every one of us have first name in our tribal language. And then we all have a middle English name. And then our last name, which is our tribal language too. So that made it perfect. But I wouldn't make up a name. And if I had, that would have been terrible. Yeah, I would actually feel betrayed or kind of like mm-hmm. I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. Yeah, kind of like you you betrayed your own history almost. Yeah, kind of and I was like. I want to say betrayed. Let me take that back. Kind of like uh, I'm ashamed of where I came from or something mm-hmm. like that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't just make a name up and use it. Yeah. Well, I I really do appreciate all of the context that you've provided for us. I know that, like you know, as we've said on our previous name pronunciation episode, names can be so integral to someone's sense of identity. So it's been interesting for us to kind of hear about the different relationships that people have with their names. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to share with us. Absolutely. No problem. You're welcome. Next up, we're going to talk to a current OU student, Coda. Coda has kindly offered to share their experiences with our listeners. Welcome to the show, Coda. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience as a non-binary student at Oakland so far? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Coda. I'm 20. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, And my class standing is a senior, major in psychology, minor in sociology, the whole thing. Um, I started using my chosen name at Oakland um, right when I, like, came in as a freshman And honestly, I haven't had many issues with just like my chosen name being used and anything like that. Pronouns are a different topic, but overall compared to like other institutions that I've been in, I've had a pretty easy time. It's been pretty okay. Great. So it sounds like you've kind of had a generally decent experience at Oakland. Um, What was that kind of like for you emotionally as you started asking people to, you know, call you by your chosen name? Yeah. um, Well, I started immediately by just going to Oakland and changing my chosen name on everything. So Moodle on everything. And um, it kind of it's just my name. Like there was no other name that you could call me. It's like if I started calling you guys like Mike and Samantha, like it just wouldn't make sense. Um, So, yeah, it was just like an easy transition. It was always nice to be called by my name, you know, but like I said, I don't really give other people people another option you know that's you know interesting talking about this is you know how you establish things when you first got here mm-hmm. and you know that you, you put that momentum in place right away in our discussions that we've you know had with instructors when it comes to teaching uh, we talk about the importance of establishing norms of respect in the classroom so for an example an instructor might determine the time frame that they may respond to uh, emails as well so how is this, um, you know, how is going by your chosen name, establishing those norms of respect? How, how do you interpret that in, in regard to just, you know, being respectful? 
Yeah, um, I think that when it comes to being called like a name that you choose, it is partially respect. But in my case, like as a non-binary student, I think that if you refuse to call me by the name that I go by, it's less about respect and more about transphobia. So like if you feel weird and uncomfortable calling me by my name, that's something that you need to look through and you need to address. Um, yeah, so I think it's more... While it is partially about respect, a lot of it's bigotry as well. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when I think like instructors have access to information beyond like what you might give to someone else. I think that there's that element in there of if they are not doing what you've asked of them and calling you by your name, there's there's that extra level of um, difficulty in that. Um, So as far as like going by... Uh, your name in classes, like how's that been at Oakland? I I think that when I'm like in person in classes, my chosen name is on there or like my birth name isn't. Um, so I haven't had any problems with like having to correct someone in class because I think that Oakland like puts it there so the teachers know. I haven't had any disrespectful teachers. I also think I might have the privilege of having like a more diverse like major and minor like I'm not a accounting major or something like that um so I work more with like social sciences and that can be different what is it that like what is the what has the experience been like for you with with teachers right right yeah Uh, like I said like they've all been pretty okay I haven't any problems like I said I had a problem with pronouns a few times um but when it comes just with my name people are pretty respectful and I haven't had any problems with like slip-ups or anything now, it's interesting because in the reading we've done for this episode, it, you know, it talks quite a bit about just showing respect for uh, gender identity. And the focus of our show is we're looking at teasing out some of these themes within online learning. But I'm also curious if you've noticed any differences in you know, how it plays out going by your chosen name or with pronouns. If you've noticed any differences on how that works in a face-to-face class versus an online class. I, being online, how Moodle is set up, it's always just the name that you put in it. Like, so I contacted the school and it changed my name to Coda. Um, And because I feel like that's my display name, I have much less of a problem with online because it's a constant reminder. When I'm in person, I get a little bit more worried about like reading my dead name and then calling me the wrong name. But like I said, I've been very, I've had a very privileged experience and I haven't had any problems with that. Obviously I can't speak for everybody. Um, when it comes to other, like I said, I took, I took a summer course at a different college that used a different setup. And even though I contacted them about my chosen name, my dead name still appeared everywhere. So I had some problems with professors, but I think because it Oakland, we wipe everything, at least like display names and stuff like that. Um, I haven't had any issues, which has been really good. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is really helpful to note um, that, you know, we're aware that universities are doing different things. Colleges are doing different things when it comes to this. And and I think it's helpful to kind of acknowledge where those difficulties can lie and, and, you know, specifically what Oakland is doing right now. So that's that's good to hear that it's been generally a, a good experience for you. Um, have you had any experiences in particular that felt like successful or empowering, um, whether that be here at Oakland or at another institution you've attended? Yeah. Um, like I said, I've 
I started Oakland with a chosen name. So it wasn't like a weird transition halfway through my college experience of, hey, call me this name now, which I know some people experience. Um, so my chosen name is no longer like my chosen name. It's literally just my name. So when people use that name for me, it just feels normal. It's like, yep, that's my name. And that's what I respond to. Uh, I did have one empowering experience um, with people, a professor using my pronouns, because it's different when it's like authority doing it, you know? Um, I don't even know if it was intentional or not, but I had a linguistics professor and she used my pronouns properly without even like thinking about it. So that just kind of felt nice. I was like, oh, that's good. Um, but besides that, everything just kind of feels normal. It feels like I'm being treated like everybody else, which is good because it's also good that no one's like walking on eggshells, like, ah, oh, gotta do the right thing. It's just kind of like natural. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes, you know, I've had that feeling like, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to mess up, but you know, that's part of the learning process. That's part mm -hmm. of the growth process. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more welcoming and more receptive to that. And this show has helped, uh, you know, lead me in that direction too. But uh, also getting involved in some things on campus have been helpful, just educating myself. Mm -hmm. Just pulling this back to, to campus, um, what have been some of the biggest barriers or frustrations that you've had or that you've known others have experienced going by a chosen name as a student at OU? The biggest barrier that I have personally experienced was more physical things like getting my Grizz card, like that changed. Because I've gone a few times and I just, I don't think that people that work there casually have the authority to change names. So I still don't have mine changed, even though I've tried to get it changed. So that's kind of a barrier. It's not impossible to jump over, but it just kind of like sucks a little bit. But I also understand we can't have anyone just going in and changing their names for any reason. It has to have like barriers to go through to make sure that everything's legit, um, especially because I haven't legally changed my name yet that's a complicated process that I'm working on doing. Um, I can't, I think all the other like problems that I've had other people experience is just social things, like just people being rude and like intentionally not using the right pronouns or intentionally not using the right name, but that's less of a like systematic issue. So as far as the systematic issues go, do you have like a top two things that you'd want to see changed at Oakland? I don't want to like praise Oakland because like, of course, there's always things that they can do better. But I feel like compared to everything else that I've kind of like been through when it comes to institutions, like they, they're doing a pretty good job. I think that even just normalizing like pronoun use and in introductions can be huge, you know. Um, and like I said, I really appreciate how they don't even let like the majority of people know dead names. So that can't even be weaponized against people. Um, so I think those are like good things. Like besides like small little hurdles, like the physical stuff I mentioned, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe just kind of smoothing out that process, making it a little bit more clear what students need to do and, and what like those, those specific hoops are that students need to jump through in order to get those changes made. Yeah. And I like that, you know, the things that you identified, you know, saying Oakland is doing some good things, but there are some things that those are you know, overarching themes at many institutions and things that you know, we need to be aware of, not just within our institution, but in society abroad, mm -hmm. you know, off, off campus, online, in person, all of these things, this modicum of respect should always you know, be present. Mm -hmm. So any final thoughts or considerations that you'd like to share with our audience? This can be anything 
uh, in general that you want to put out there? I feel like it's really important for like the audience or just like as the individual to educate themselves on certain things like pronoun usage and names, of course. Like I've mentioned, I had a problem with pronouns when it just comes to like teachers. Like my girlfriend wrote an essay about me and she got part or points marked down because they is a plural, you know? So like even just educating yourself on that can be really beneficial. And also I know we're talking about chosen names. So of course this doesn't apply here, but when we talk about like names that specifically trans people pick themselves, um, that's just their name, you know? Cause chosen name kind of marks it as there's something else you could be called. Just discussing things like it's normal and like, that's your name. Those are your, just normalization is important. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really great point. And it's something that I hope that we can get through to our listeners, because as we've approached this episode, it's been one of those things where we're, you know, looking to try and help people understand, like, what are the differences between, for example, a legal name, a preferred name and a chosen name, and really kind of understanding those nuances for people, you know, hopefully get that message out a little bit more and provide some learning resources. So we really appreciate you being here today and sharing your perspective with our listeners um, and, you know, taking some time out of your summer to talk with us. Yeah, of course. It was great. Thank you. We'd like to thank Coda for joining us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We value your feedback and your ratings and reviews will help others discover our show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Inclusive Online and Instagram at Inclusive Online Pod. If you'd like to get in touch with us with your ideas, feedback, or requests to collaborate, you can send us an email at inclusiveonlinepod at gmail.com. And don't forget to take a look at all of our resources for today's episode linked in the show notes. Please note that we are not endorsing or sponsoring any of the products and tools that we discussed in our show today. We are simply sharing our experiences with these tools, and we do not receive any compensation for mentioning these products. Special thanks to our production assistant, Kayla Yuka. We'll be back next month with our next episode. Until then, we hope you feel included. <laughs>